Hello, hello. This is Lisa Gines with the Enriched Life Podcast. So can I still say Happy New Year? I mean, because it's February now. I mean, like today, it's a beautiful sunny day. It's 60 degrees here in Oakland, California. And we have another, I don't know, 24 hours till it all drops again. But Happy New Year anyway. Happy New February. January was a was a year of a month. Oh my goodness. Not even that it was like crazy long because the dates have not changed at all. <laughs> there was no, you know, edict placed out there saying that January is now going to be 63 days long. It may have felt like it, but it wasn't. It, it, it was a lot, a lot that happened. Like, I mean, just with this tragedy with this helicopter, tr- helicopter crash and these eight families who were forever affected from the loss of loved ones um, to my own family. My kids had the bad flu for two weeks and it's bad enough having one child sick, but multiply that times three. Like my boys, it was scary. They're already skinny enough, but like for them to not be eating um, and not barely drinking anything and just cold chills and fevers for days, it was scary. And then our daughter had an ear infection and the flu and you know, all that goes along with that. It was, it, it was rough. It was rough in these streets. But I am so thankful to God that it's done. It's over. They are vaccinated for the flu now. For some reason, I was the only one that got vaccinated and everyone else in my family got sick, which is telling you that the vaccine is actually really good this year. And please go get your family vaccinated because the flu is no joke. It is not just a cold. And it it's, I know people are freaked out about, you know, the coronavirus, but the flu is bad and the flu can, can, be very 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 harmful to certain age groups so just keep that in mind all right i'm gonna get off that soapbox just 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 for one minute um so what else have we been doing um in this month of january we have been working really hard to um find the right kind of kindergarten for isaac and so you all know that isaac has special needs he has autism and he's a brilliant and beautiful and loving and sweet boy and i am forever thankful that he is that and i don't want to change that in him at all and we just really want to find the right school wherever that is in this area that we live that is going to be best for him and the hard part is um is that you have to fight (laughs) and that that's this is where it's honestly we're kind of mentally preparing and putting on all the armor, all the armor of God now, because now we have to fight for our son and for what's best for him. And the district, they, they, they are strapped as in they ain't got no money. They don't have money. Um, they had, uh, if you're not from, if you're <clears throat> not from the area, Oakland schools, they had a strike last year um, for a week. And honestly, I am proud of those teachers. They, they were able to get the terms that they wanted but it's, you know, there's a lot of difficulty to come along with that. So the district does only has so much money. And honestly, um, I don't think that it's just this district. They just don't, special needs services are very expensive. And I know just what it is for two kids, but multiply that times how many different kids you have. What I found really interesting is that when we went to 
um, different schools and to look at what their moderate to severe or their inclusion classrooms looked like, it's all so different. Um, like one school we went to, almost all the children in that classroom were in wheelchairs and they had different types of disabilities like cerebral palsy. I think there was one child that had autism. There's all different kinds of special needs, but we realized that as wonderful as the school was, it wasn't, it wasn't for Isaac. Um, so we are still searching. We're still on the lookout for the right type of special needs school for our son. So keep us in prayer for that. So I intentionally didn't podcast anything in the past few weeks because it's been very difficult, especially within this last week with this um, plane crash with um, all these families. Um, And any mom would know, I mean, just the pain of losing a spouse is one thing and the pain of losing a child is another thing but those two things together there is a strength and resiliency that I don't even know it it just has to come from the Lord 100% this has to come from God because I mean if I was Vanessa I would just be bedridden I would be I know myself enough to know that but like I just, so just praying for that family and praying for, there's, I mean, it's just, it just isn't the Bryant family story. Um, just losing a mother and a father and a daughter all at, all at once. I mean, all of this, I feel like we all know this to be true, but we forget so easily that life is fleeting, that it is limited, that we easily forget that we will not be here forever. And as hard as it is for people to think about or talk about that, you know, dying is, is permanent. <laughs> it's permanent unless you're Jesus, you don't come back from that. Um, and he came back of that for us. And it's just a reminder that there's more than what we're living for in the moment, that there's more to our life that God has called us to than what we see right now. Um, that he's calling us on this grand adventure with him and for him. And there's so much more that I want to do, not just experiences, not just going places. That's cool and all. Um, I feel like in my bones that my job as a me here right now is to fill my children up is with much love and as much of knowing about the Lord as I possibly can. Because one day I'm not going to be here. Who knows when that will be. But I know my job is for them to know the Lord. I know my job is to that the Lord gave them to us for a purpose. And it wasn't just to watch cartoons all day. And if their kids watch cartoons all day, so do mine. They just look different. Um, <laughs> maybe not all day, but you know. Um, but our jobs as parents is to raise up our children in the way of the Lord. And you can see over and over again in the Bible when um, God's people didn't do that. So there was a point where there's, you know, these entire generations were one generation where it's, you know, um, you could even just start seeing the, the, the degradation from um, King David's family where, you know, he, uh, you know, it was this pinnacle of, you know, 
God loved him because of his heart. He was he did some dumb stuff, but the Lord knew his heart and he knew the way of the Lord. And then his sons and then their sons, nothing. I mean, it was like they were never taught anything. And that was the one thing that you, you see back in Leviticus. Continue to teach your children the way of the Lord. Write it on their foreheads. Write it on their hands. Make sure you tell them day and night about the Lord. And so when that doesn't happen, it's so quickly d- diminished from the generations. So then you get to King Josiah and they're like, when and they actually found the scrolls, they actually found the laws of the Lord and he tore his cloak because he realized we are so far from this. We are so far from what the Lord wanted for us. And I really feel like, you know what, today we can say we are so far from this. Are we so far from this? Um, I'm not even talking about the, um, oh, your daughter shouldn't wear leggings. Do you know wear leggings all the time? It's not it. But like the things that are the religiosities and the nitpicking and the, oh, are you really a Christian if, if your child does this? Or are you really a Christian if you believe in this political party and all that kind of stuff? That I don't even, that's when I could say we are so far from this. That has nothing to do with the love of God. That has nothing to do with who God wants us to be, who has called us to be, and to be in relationship with him. That is our job. That is our calling, is to be in relationship with him and indeed point our children to be in relationship with him. So I'm actually going to get to my real point now. So what? how can you do that with small kids? How can you do that with kids who have special needs? You're like, but how do I even know that they're paying attention keep doing it don't stop keep reading the bible to them at night keep having different books available i have so many different kids books board books books i found at the dollar store coloring books um books i found on amazon that are just all based around god or they are literal like coloring pages of things from the bible or little prayers that you know someone has written and put into a book for children um i have the christian mother goose book and i have been reading that to my kids their honestly their whole life um there are so many different books that i just have readily available even my my middle son who is not much of a reader suddenly is becoming interested in books Another thing that I always tell parents, which I use all the time, is the Bible app for kids from YouVersion. So you know that there's the regular YouVersion Bible, you know, for adults and whoever wants to read it. Um, There's a children's version, which is probably for about kids, I would say, three to seven, um, maybe, maybe eight years old. And it's a lot of little animated things. You press something on there, like a sheep, and it bleeds, or, you know, a... Um, a tree and it kind of jingles but it's all the stories are read to them and they're short and it's enough to engage them and keep their attention but if you're like but I don't want my kid on the screen all the time well congratulations they have a book version which my kids also love because they are aware that oh I saw this moving on the screen it's the same thing and my son Isaac will happily read his bible like all 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 day he's taking a nap right now but which is, how, which is how I can record because everyone's quiet. Uh, but it is a resource 
that, you know, and it's all about just keep showing them, keep being consistent. There's another resource called Right Now Media, which is provided through our church. And it is, um, it is something that your church actually would have to purchase the service and then give you access to it. But there are, it's like the Netflix of devotionals. And there's a huge, huge amount of children's shows. Like, honestly, there's probably a hundred different kids shows on there. And of course, like any child, my kids like three of them. <laughs> but they actually, you know, through the whole month of January, we were doing the 21 day fast as well. So even when we were sick, we were still um, not doing certain things that we would normally do. So what we did for the kids, instead of them watching their regular nursery rhymes, they watched nothing but Right Now Media. And so now when I try to put on other things, they rather watch Right Now Media. Oh no, my kids want to learn about the Bible and sharing and not being selfish, poor us. Um, that is another resource that you can use. And just these things that are around, um, you know, even when you take your kids for a walk, I do this all the time. You know, we say that the beautiful sky is, is not green. I'm sorry. The sky is blue and that, you know, God created the sky and all of these things that um, just show them the love of God and show them what he's done in nature. Just constantly keeping it in their minds, constantly keeping it in your mouth. That's how you show children how to have a relationship with Christ. It's, I mean, and I know I'm going to get somebody else fired up about this, but I do not believe that churches should not have a children's ministry. This is me being a children in children's ministry for like 15 years. And um, yeah, so I can tell you plenty of times where I have people who come into our nursery, to our church, and they say, I'm here because my church does not have a kid's ministry. And I... I feel like you can only have a kid sit down for so long. Even the kids we have at church, um, they're only going to sit for so long. And to make, try to put them in a mold that they have to sit like an adult when they're six, it, 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 that's what causes the stress and the struggle and the pain. And if your church does not have a children's ministry, maybe you're the one to start it. Just, just thinking about it like that. Like, oh, we don't have the resources or time. There are plenty of things you can use that are free. So many free resources. Um, and I mean, take the kids outside. I, I went on a mission trip about 10 years ago and we visited this church in um, the Longway, Malawi. And there were 800 adults that were inside of this um, tabernacle and I don't even, I could not count how many children were outside of the tabernacle and that was their kids ministry. The kids were doing their own thing. They were singing songs. Um, they were all seated in the, on the ground, but they were separated from their parents and having their own service that was just for them. So don't let re the presumption of lack of resources tell you that you can't have a kids ministry in your church. Um, cause it can always happen. There's always a place and, and I mean, I can tell you with full assurance that it is the best thing for kids that they, I really feel like kids should be, have the freedom to run around and yell and scream and learn about Jesus all at the same time, because I think it's possible. And believe me, my kid is the loudest, but, um, yeah, I think it can happen. So now that I've gone this big diatribe. 
there's a way there's always ways to have ministry for your children at home or at church um i can't attest to school as a whole different different bird but it's possible it is always possible it's possible to continue to teach them while they're young my kids are four and a half three and a half and one and a half and oh actually isaac's gonna be five in may and I feel like I will never stop teaching them about the Lord, no matter what, no matter what it looks like for them. I don't want to ever have it be hindered that, oh, my kids have special needs. Therefore, we can't X, Y, Z. I don't believe in that. I think that we can, they can do anything that God has called them to do. And they will reach people that I will never be able to reach. And that's okay. And it just looks different. My kid may scream his head off and be super excited. But you know what? He's, he was looking at, um in his Bible about um, people getting the Holy Spirit for the first time or the crucifixion or Jesus being tempted in the desert or uh, my favorite, which I still cry about even now thinking about it, is that when he was real, he had me read it, um, the part in the Bible where Moses was um, speaking with God and he said, Lord, I don't have a voice. I can't speak. You know, he's he's saying he can't be a speaker for God because he doesn't speak well. He had a stutter, and 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 the Lord said to him, "It's okay. I'll give you your voice." And I firmly believe that the Lord is speaking to my son through that. That he said, "It's okay. I'll give you your voice." I just, I know that in his way, he knows the Lord. It may not look like what it looks like for other children or other adults, but I know my son knows the Lord. And even Luke, just in the past few days, we have been making an effort to sing um, simple songs around him because that's how he absorbs information and that's how he learns his words is through songs. And so even a few days ago, he started singing, Yes, Jesus Loves Me or Yes, Jesus Loves You. And I'm telling you when it feels like it's impossible, how is God going to work in these situations where... You know, my boys have special needs and I'm firmly believe that they were just born with them. That they just were, and that's fine. But he's using that as a witness to other people. I don't feel that my children are less or oh, I don't ever wish oh, I wish that they were normal like other children. No. And I know that the Lord is using them exactly where they're at. And I feel that same way for you. That the Lord is going to use you exactly where you are at. So don't be limited by think about funds or resources. He's going to use you where you are and your children where you are. They are. <laughs> All right. That's enough crying for today. And I am so glad that we finally got our first podcast in for the year. This is Lisa Giants with the Enriched Life Podcast signing out. And please, please, please don't forget to share this podcast with your friends, with your family. Subscribe to the podcast on whatever um vehicle you are using for this podcast if it's um pocket cast or apple podcast or spotify or google or right here on anchor fm um just make sure that you subscribe and you can be in the loop for when we have our podcast coming out and so hopefully next week we're going to get back to the bible series and i'm going to do a recap on what we've learned so far about how to read the bible and we're going to continue on um, with how to read the Bible. I may, yeah, we'll see what we're going to do with that. So I look forward to hearing from you guys 
And as you know, you can always leave an audio message right here on Anchor. And actually, you can go through the links from um, Apple Podcasts to Anchor and do the same thing. So I would love any questions that you have or any comments that you have. And I look forward to hearing from you guys next week. Thank you.